Warning, great marriage advice ahead. Marriage on the Rocks is not a licensed marriage counseling service. Our opinions and methods work for us, so your results may vary. Hey everyone, welcome to our 28th episode of Marriage on the Rocks. I'm Crystal. And I'm Seth. Every week we have a drink with our discussion, and this week we chose to bust out um, our favorite wine. This uh, this wine, we actually had had it on every table. Um, at our wedding. At our wedding. Yeah. It is the Velvet Red Wine from um, St. James Winery in St. James, Missouri, of all places. Yeah. we. My mom's actually the one that introduced us to it. Yes. She bought a bottle several years ago to cook with and she decided to try it while she was cooking. I didn't realize that she was that she Yeah, she went in there to, to cook she with went in there to buy wine to cook with and was like, "Well, this is too good to to cook, cook with. with." She got it cuz it was it's pretty inexpensive. Yeah. Um if you like dry, bitter, kick in the mouth wine, you will not like this. No, not at all. This is very sweet. Um mm-hmm. but it it's it's very smooth uh-huh. and it tastes phenomenal. Yes, it's so um, good. It's it's very very sweet, very. Everybody but. that we have introduced it to has absolutely fallen in love with this wine. Yes. Um, and they make all kinds of flavors. The blackberry's good. The and now that it's like almost like it's not, like it's not officially winter yet, is it? No, but um, but for like Thanksgiving and stuff, like last year, mm-hmm. they had the cranberry kind. Yes, that was the, a little bit cranberry's different. good. They they do some winter blends and yeah, and they do and they don't make and they don't make all of them. Well, I guess most, most of, of the ones that sweet. we've che- yeah. chosen that we've had are uh, are pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. But um, but they don't just make just sweet wines. Yeah. They make other stuff too. And they have, yeah, I mean, they have all kinds of Yeah, well, I know. And flavors. And... Like, mo- yeah, like you said, most people that we've introduced it to absolutely loved it. And especially after our wedding, like, my entire family was like, we have to yeah, have this wine. Where do we wine. get this? Where do we and get this? And your aunt found a place that finally carried it, right? Yeah, I think in like Highlands Ranch, Colorado. Yeah. Uh-huh. But we, we used to, when we would come back to Oklahoma, we would buy either cases of it or boxes of it or the big bottles. Um, or when mom and dad would come out to visit, they would bring us a case for Christmas. Yeah. And, and we would, it's it's so smooth. You you can you can down a bottle pretty quick. Oh, and we probably will in this yeah, episode. Yeah, we, we may. <laughs> um, it is, yeah, it's just so good. So mm-hmm. it's, it's you know, we, we have the picture at the beginning yeah. of, the, <clears throat> of the video. But if you're just listening, it is... It's St. James Velvet Red Wine, and you can't get it everywhere. I mean, it's I've only seen it in like Missouri and Oklahoma, and maybe parts of Arkansas or something oh, like that. Yeah. And and so there may be if you're really dispersed away from kind of that part of the country, I don't really know where you can get it. We need to take a trip and, and go, go to check the out the winery. winery. Mm-hmm. I know, yeah, that would the be vineyard. Really cool. I'd like to go see it. Yeah, um, but yeah, just it was just kind of weird that. Our favorite wine. It's not from Napa Valley. It's no. not from Italy. It's from Missouri. <laughs> from Missouri. Yeah. yeah. Um, so this week we we put out, um, I guess, a question on on Facebook. Um, what your gosh? How did I even word it? You said now. You said since we're about a week away from Thanksgiving, uh, what do you think? What what does your partner make you thankful for? Or what about yeah, your partner us makes what you your thankful? Yeah, tell partner, partner, yeah, something. Something like that. Yeah. 
I don't know if the wine's already getting to me. Yeah, did you already drink? I know. <laughs> no, I didn't. But um, but yeah, so we got a lot of responses and really good feedback, and we're so happy to to just see everybody. Yeah. Um, be so thankful and and happy about you know their spouse and and what they do for them and and mm-hmm. all that. It's it's it was really nice to to see that. Um. So we kind of wanted to, because of course it's it's Thanksgiving week, and we kind of wanted to go with that same type of theme mm-hmm. of being grateful. But we also wanted to talk about how to not take your partner for granted too. Right. Yeah. We. It's you know during this time of year um, when you're you're prompted to think about what you're thankful for. Um, Unfortunately, it's the only time of year that some people really think about it, and and it's something that you know to have a a happy <clears throat> and you know our definition happy we put that out there, but a, a happy healthy relationship it's something that you should you know at least think about or know or understand all year round, not just at Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And and hopefully you're you're telling your your partner those things that you're thankful for. Um, as well. Yeah. Year round. Yes. Mm-hmm. Not just during special occasions and stuff like that. Right. Um, so yeah, we, we kind of, we got prepared for it and we kind of came up with just some things that I guess to show you that either you're being taken for granted or, um, you are the one that is doing the granted taking. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, how to word it. If you're the one that's, you know, if, if you're the one that is doing the taking for granted, or you're the one that's being taken for granted. <laughs> that's how I like to put it. For granted. Granted. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so I guess we'll just start with uh, with your your partner makes plans without asking. Yeah. Asking you. Um, I think sometimes people think this is a harmless thing to do, but it's, it can, you know, most of these you're probably going to hear say words like inconsiderate and things Mm -hmm. like that, but it it can be inconsiderate, especially if your partner had other plans or it's really just a sign that you, you aren't thinking about their time or how they want to spend it. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think when, when you say Mm -hmm. it from, from that perspective, most people would probably equate it to. Um, hey, we're we're going out with so and so Friday night, mm-hmm. so just want to let you know, okay? Yeah. And it's like, well, you, so you've already made plans, and mm-hmm. it's like, well, yeah, it's like, oh, all right. Now, it's like Red and Kitty on uh, that '70s show when <laughs> Kitty's like, Papa Major coming over for cards tonight, mm-hmm. but I mean, he walks in and <laughs> and they're already there. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. And so I think that that's. You know, there are some times where maybe you just want to wind down over the weekend and you don't want to go do those things. Now, you have to be careful with that because I think that if you just never want to do anything, you've put your partner in a position where they may want to do something, but you never are in the mood to doing it. And so you've kind of forced their hand to make those plans Mm. if they... If the and it's it's funny because I mean, you you can think about that through seventy show all the time when mm-hmm. she says, you know I have to sit here and stare at your sour puss six nights a week, you know this is the only night I actually get a break. Mm-hmm. 
So if you're in that type of situation, uh, you've kind of forced your partner's hand to take it upon themselves to make plans because you obviously aren't meeting their needs of fulfillment by either you know social interaction or fun or conversation or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, so th- those are things that you may see happen, and it, it's kind of a cause and effect um, type of dynamic to it. But I think that if, if you're just flat out you know, inconsiderate all the time with always making plans for you guys as a couple, especially if it's things that your partner doesn't want to do or doesn't like to do. Mm-hmm. It's it, 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 depending on when it's brought up, it's almost the same thing as, as what most of us did as children when you would get with your buddies and or your friends or whatever and be like, Hey, do you want to have a sleepover? Well, my mom will say no. Um, if I ask, <laughs> so let's go ask together. They won't yeah. say if no, if you're in front of, if, in front of you or whatever it yeah. is. I just saw a meme about that the other day. That's funny. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I used to get my rear end handed to me if I did that. I know. Yeah. My parents wouldn't put up with that crap. And I, I, Seth tried it a couple of times, but I, I didn't I didn't care what... I never cared what a little kid was going to think that wasn't my own. Uh-huh. And so them coming over just pissed me off even more. And <laughs> usually it would have... I was kind of the opposite. You would have been better just asking me by yourself. And I would have said yes. Uh-huh. But you bring your little snot-nosed, dirty little kid friend over here to... <laughs> Ask me the answers, no. (laughs) Right, yeah. (laughs) That's funny. But uh, one of my questions with that is, what do you you think that that applies to, maybe it's not couple plans, maybe it's a person saying, hey, just want to let you know, I'm going to do this tonight after work. Without you. Yeah, making plans without you. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, I think that that would go, I think that that goes with that, because it's still... Making plans, it's not only making plans without your partner's consideration, Mm -hmm. but it's making plans without them, period. And, I mean, we we know how much that we love to spend time together, Mm -hmm. and I couldn't imagine ever being like, hey, I'm gonna, I already made plans with so-and-so, you know, you're just gonna have to stay here and play Red Dead Redemption. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Or, you know, but I think that, yeah, I think that definitely it's, it's something to, it's the same thing. Yeah. Well, and I, I I guess it's, sometimes I think it, it really depends on, on the relationship itself, on how, how that goes over, because I think that there are, you know, some partners that, if you're unhappy with your partner, if they're not going to be there, that gives you a break. Mm-hmm. And so if, if you're like, no, I wish my wife or my husband would do that so I don't have to see him, you need a much deeper conversation than how to not take your partner for granted. Yeah. Um, because you, you have other issues if you don't want to be with them at all anyway. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we, we've advocated multiple times that we are not, you know, separation makes the heart grow fonder and we all need our own personal lives away from our partners or any of that BS that people that don't want to be with each other spew. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that would kind of fall <clears throat> in, at least for us, that would fall into the the same inconsiderate type of realm of, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, like you said, not only did I make plans, and I don't care what your plans are, but I made plans where we aren't spending time together. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of vague. I mean, some of the things that we looked at even went as far of as having a partner that just comes and goes as they please. Mm-hmm. And even just talking about it, we we had a hard time just wrapping our minds around that happening in our own relationship. Yeah. Like it, 
at how how bad does your relationship have to be where you don't even know what your partner's plans are? Yeah, I know. That's that is really bad. And that's what I was saying before or earlier when we were getting ready for it is it's gonna it I think that it's like the beginning of the end or towards the mm-hmm. end of the relationship when if that's happening. Mm-hmm, when when you're doing that. Yeah. Well, yeah, and, and I think that, you know, if that that's such a far advanced issue of you know what's going on of you know no communication no respect nothing if if your partner's just coming and going as they please mm-hmm. wasn't wasn't there something around that that we were going to talk about with oh it was it was really just kind of like you know if if you're doing this your partner's doing this you know how do you kind of get past that but I think some people feel that if if you tell somebody, well, you know, if, if we say that making plans without checking with your partner first or consider being considered your partner's feelings or time or any of that stuff, the solution is ask your partner. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean don't ask after you've made the plan. Yeah. You'll say, hey, I hope it's all right with you, but... Yeah. I know. Well, this is the only time where we we believe that, um, you know, because normally we're like, it's better to ask for forgiveness than mm-hmm. permission but in this case it's better to ask for permission right and and it's not necessarily even because some people think that asking for permission is a bad thing yeah like like, like oh it's, well it's, it's her somebody, husband's controlling or you know yeah, stuff like that's what that I was gonna say. It, it, it almost is this well you shouldn't be treated like a child and so that's not what we mean we're mm-hmm. not we're not saying that it's permission like you would ask a parent or an authority figure, mm-hmm. but your relationship should be built on mutual respect. And when you say mutual respect, it's of everything. It's of their time. It's of their thoughts. It's of their how they want to see you, how they want to spend time with you, how you know how you guys would interact with each other. So it's it's much more than just that statement. Mm-hmm. And it's it's not really. It's and I don't really know the phrase to use, but it's not asking for permission. Mm-hmm. It's just running it by being considerate <laughs> oh, yeah. of other things that may be going on, mm-hmm. um, and and having a decent level of some kind of relationship situational awareness mm-hmm. as to what's going on, and it's so it, it's it's running it by them. It's having the conversation. It's bringing up or suggesting that time doing those things to mm-hmm. see what your partner does or how your partner reacts to it and how they feel about it. Because I know, like, most of the time I'm I'm one of those people when you say, hey, <clears throat> this is coming up, this is going on, do you want to go? I will almost always say no. <laughs> and so you have to kind of talk me into it <laughs> because I am very well aware that I am that type of person that, and I don't do it anymore, but I used to make plans and then the day the plans came, I'm like, why did we decide to do that? <laughs> and so I've taken the extreme to that to just say yeah. no to everything. <laughs> yeah, I know. And that's not right either. <laughs> and, and so, so I have to be the person to tell you. Yeah. You so. have to like break it to me yeah. easily. <laughs> yeah. And then we have to talk about it. And I have to go through five <laughs> phases of emotion before I'm like, okay. And, and every time we do, after we're done, what do I always say? Fun. That was fun. <laughs> <laughs> and the first thing you always say is, "Well, you know, we'll have fun." Uh-huh. And I'm like, "I'm like, no, we won't." 
But we always do. And I'm like, oh, don't stop being a yeah. brat. And then I'm like, all right, we'll go. Uh-huh. But it's I don't I don't really even think that that's compromise because it's I'm happy because I get to still just do something with you, mm-hmm. no matter really where it's at or who we're going who we're, who we're going with or whatever the the activity is. Well, and I think that's the thing is that we are so happy with just being with each other mm-hmm. that <laughs> that type of thing becomes a problem with. With other stuff. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For other people. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's not, it's not. hey, I've made all these plans. Are you okay with it? It's too late then. Uh-huh. You have to ask that and have that conversation before you make those plans. Yeah. Um, so it's not just running it by your partner after the fact. Yeah. Yeah. So ask. <laughs> ask for permission-ish. <laughs> uh, the next one, your, your partner doesn't put any effort into date night. This was one that we know happens mm-hmm. a um, lot, a lot, and I think sometimes there there is the there is the and, and most of the time this is we're usually talking to guys about this one, mm-hmm. um, where for some reason it's it's the guy's responsibility to plan date night. Although I don't think that that happens every time. No, I don't I think don't that think it so has to happen <laughs> that way every time, no. but. If you're if you're if you take a step back and you're like, well, every time I if you're a woman and you're like every time I try to do a date night, I go back to what we just talked about where I'll make the plans and he flips out because he's like, well, I wanted to stay home and play Red Dead Redemption Friday. <laughs> I didn't want to go out yeah. to eat. So you may have tried to do date night and excuse me, he foils it or you know gets upset because it's taking him away from his TV or video games or. Whatever it is he's trying to, however he's wanting to spend his time. Mm-hmm. So I think whenever you go to, you know, the guy and you say, hey, hey, buddy, it's time to plan a date night. What are you going to do? Mm-hmm. Usually when it hits that point, if you if you have been through, you know, date night famine and you haven't had a good date night, what typically happens is your the bar starts to lower mm-hmm. and your expectations diminish. And... It's like, well, as long as I get out of the house and we get to go do something together and I get to throw on something halfway decent, it was a win. Mm-hmm. And so you, you have very low expectations. And like I said, the bar's very low. But date night should be something that you know, it's not just something your partner will enjoy, but it's something you both will enjoy together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and if you're very stubborn and you're very close-minded and you just don't like a lot of stuff, then yes, it is going to take compromise on your part. To pull that off. But a lot of times, date nights and things like that, when you say it takes planning, that doesn't mean you have to start planning it out weeks in advance. No. You can you can take 30 minutes to an hour and plan a really good date night based on what your partner and you like to do together. Well, I know. And you, got, you have to know what your partner likes, too. Mm-hmm. You, and, I mean, that's just simple... I guess uh, being compatible with mm-hmm. each other and knowing your partner. Right. <clears throat> and if you know your partner well enough, you should know what the heck they want to do, what they would want to do for date night. You know, and I think we've mentioned mentioned it before, like going to the theater or, mm-hmm. or taking a painting class. You can make those your little date nights. Right. And I'm sure that you're... Your wife or girlfriend would be happy that you 
mm-hmm. that you took that extra step to to get those tickets to the show, or in, in taking those steps is on you. Mm-hmm. It's not trying to pry information out of your partner so they can tell you how to plan the yeah, date night. Don't be an oh, idiot. Gosh, you need to do that. <laughs> Grow up and do that crap on your own. Yeah. You should know by even through dating for a few months, you should know what your partner's into and what they're not into. Mm-hmm. And I, I am amazed at the amount of guys that are married for lengths of time and quote unquote have no idea what their partner's into. Mm-hmm. And it's like you you are completely disconnected from What's going on at home? What your partner says? You you don't listen. You don't pay attention. I mean, you you've got to be one of the most least attentive idiots on the planet <laughs> if that's how you're functioning. And you you couldn't come up with three things to do with your partner that they would enjoy, yeah, and that you would enjoy doing with them. And and I I don't know if some people overthink it because if and and we're we're we can do things like that on the spur of the moment mm-hmm. because we. We don't have small children to tie us down. We don't, and we have a lot of freedom. And so mm-hmm. we don't have to sit there and put plans together. But if you guys are pulled in different directions and you've got a handful of kids and you have to coordinate babysitters, that's on you. Don't call your partner and be like, hey, I want to take you out to dinner this weekend. So get get mom and dad to watch the kids for us. You do that. Yeah. You make that call. Yes. You get the babysitter. You it, It's okay. I mean, I've, I've bought you you know, dresses and stuff before. And mm-hmm. it's okay to say, hey, I got you something nice to wear this weekend. Mm-hmm. And if you're, once I think I've said it before, but if you're like, I have no idea what size dress or anything, once again, you're inattentive. Look, mm-hmm. even if you don't know that, the big solution is just go look, look in, in the her closet, closet. Which you probably share. <laughs> yeah, and see what she owns. Uh-huh. See what color she has the most of. See yeah. what size is on the dress. See who made the dress. Mm-hmm. You know, see where she got the dress from. I mean, today's age with... Amazon and Google mm-hmm. and everything you can do, there's no reason you shouldn't be able to pull anything off like that yeah. in a reasonable amount of time. I mean, our anniversary this past year took a, probably about an hour. I mean, it was a lot. We, I, I, I did the whole thing by myself, which I don't want a cookie for that. I'm just relaying to men <laughs> how easy it is. But I knew that you know, we went and saw the Foo Fighters just, it was just actually almost just exactly, exactly a year ago, a, year a few ago. days ago. Uh-huh. Um, and we wanted to see him again. And so I was like, well, where are they at neighboring state-wise? Oh, they're going to be in Tennessee. Hey, they're going to be in Memphis on this day. And then they're in Nashville the next day. Well, we could go catch both shows. Mm-hmm. And so I looked at the tickets on my little app on my phone at, um, what the heck do I use? Tick picks or tick, something? Yeah, tick pick. Uh-huh. And found some good prices and was like, oh, there's some decent seats there. Oh, there's even decent seats at that one. All right, I'm going to get those tickets and secure those. Okay, now how are we going to get there? Well, I traveled for work so we could fly, but the airplane thing was kind of a pain. Um, oh, what I have, you know, I have a full week's worth of free rental cars from Hertz. Let me reserve that. Bam, got the full weeks of rental. Okay, well, I travel, so I get, I get free hotels. So I had to book three separate hotels <laughs> yeah. and use all my points. The only money we spent was for the tickets. Mm-hmm. And... <clears throat> I booked this in November, November. <laughs> before of 2017, and we weren't going to do it till May of 2018. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was tough for yeah for me to keep my mouth shut. Yeah, on that. well, I mean, he you told me like the I ended up telling you, you like, right after Valentine's Day. Yeah, but well, well, you you on. told me some, that we had it planned. You had. Mm-hmm. Something planned. Yeah, that's because I was like, make sure you take these days off uh-huh. work. Um, but 
even all that, booking three hotel rooms, buying four tickets to two different shows, getting a rental car, took me an hour or less to do the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's an extent. That's a trip. That's an extensive deal. So yeah. planning a date, a date night. night should take you fifteen minutes. Yeah. To do something that your partner will really appreciate, and it can't be a one-off thing. You have no, to make it regular do it. stuff. Yes. Yeah. Uh huh. I know, I, I guess I know that it's probably hard to do do stuff like that consistently with having kids, but I mean, we we have friends that have kids and consistently mm-hmm. go on date nights, and yeah. you know, one of our friend's husbands takes his wife shopping, and, and then they go and they get dressed real nice, and they go out and have a good time, mm-hmm. and uh, they have... Two kids at home, you know? Right. Yeah. Yep. Elementary school aged kids mm-hmm. at that. And, and, and you, you know, we, we're not really doing nips on it, but your, your relationship needs to be top priority. Yes. And so, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, I mean, with, when it comes to putting effort into date night, the effort really, I don't want to say it has to be minimal, but it doesn't take a lot of time or effort to do that, mm-hmm. to put in a little effort to make sure that it's something fun and enjoyable and memorable and you guys will enjoy. Yeah. So just do it. I know. Yes, I know. Um, the next one is your partner doesn't ask for your advice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, when, when you talk about advice, it's anytime I'm faced with a, I don't even know if I'd say life, of course, life-changing events, but, you know, career decisions or um, personnel issues or questions the first person I talk to is you Mm -hmm. and you do the same with me Mm -hmm. and so I I don't know why I mean one, one of the things that used to happen in my previous marriage was something big would happen and she would come home to tell me and then she'd say well you know I so and so said that I should do and she would list off like two or three people and I'm like Oh, you already talked to them? She's like, well, yeah. Well, he's, you know, he's like a father to me at work, and he gives really good advice. <laughs> and, and so it was just kind of like, well, okay, okay. well, it sounds like you've already made up your mind. Yeah. Um, and, and But I think the flip side of that is if you continually or consistently give bad advice, mm-hmm. your partner's not going to come to you and ask you for advice. And mm-hmm. so if you made the mistake of, marrying and moron that doesn't give good <laughs> advice yes do not ask them for advice right you need to i know that's what i was gonna say it makes it easy for me because i know that you give good advice and i trust your your advice and your mm-hmm. word and, and everything that you tell me because i know that you will look out for my best interest no matter yeah. what and, and the advice has to be welcomed advice mm-hmm. it's not yeah Hey, you know what you should do? It shouldn't be unwanted or unwelcomed advice coming from you. It should be, you know, your partner has to make, you know, decisions or a decision or is looking at weighing out the balances of whatever the scenario is and having that conversation with your partner. Your partner should be the first person you turn to Mm -hmm. for those things, even if they aren't. And that was one of the things that, that my ex would say is, well, you don't you don't do what I do. You don't understand. And that that is such a slap in the face. Because you don't do what I do, mm-hmm. and I would never use that as a reason to discount 
you that would because, make me feel bad. And well, yeah, like you're not. you're basically saying your partner's <clears throat> beneath you almost. Yeah. Like, well, you it's almost like well, you're 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 just you're so ignorant to what I do, you wouldn't know mm-hmm. how to weigh it out anyway. Um, and I don't mean like a technical. I'm a brain surgeon. I'm looking at this area. Which <laughs> right. one would you, you know, where would you make the incision? I don't, I don't mean that. Um, or even an electrician. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that those those type of decisions should should happen. And once again, it's it it shows your partner that it, just what you said. You you value the advice that they give. You would value where they come from, and hopefully they're doing what you said I do, and and they're keeping your best interest in mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and you should know that beyond a shadow of a doubt. Why would your partner intentionally give you bad advice to watch you fail? Mm-hmm. Once again, way bigger issue if that's a oh fear. If you think that that's going to happen, that, that I, I couldn't imagine that. Which I could imagine. I could imagine people doing that, though. Right. And it's very sad that people would do that to the person that they so-called love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I see people... Unfortunately, doing that to each other. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so, yeah. Ask for... Or ask turn for the partner. advice. Yeah. yeah. Turn to your partner and and uh, and give good advice <laughs> if you're on the receiving end. <laughs> when it, it's funny because when we look at this, we... You know, a lot of times we draw from people we know and people we've crossed paths with and people that we've been connected to and... And either failed couples we've known or, or relationships that we know, you know, are on their last leg and things like that. And it's like, yeah, I don't know if I'd ask that person for advice either. Mm-hmm. Um, or I couldn't imagine them giving good advice because they can't even appear to take care of themselves in any way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. So that would probably be the last person I would want to guide me to where I should want to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so it should be... If someone's asking you for advice, that that's a privilege. That 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 just by coming to you should mean a whole heck of a lot, mm-hmm. and you should value that they trust you to even seek out your advice. So I mean, you that that's a pretty special connection on even outside of your own relationship, with, but with anybody. Mm-hmm. If somebody's like, hey, you know, I got a question for you. What do you think about you know this? And I don't mean the random bullshit hey facebook looking for recommendations or hey i'm i'm thinking about doing this what do you guys think that's yeah. not that's yes it's solicited advice but you you just you're at the mercy of the facebook politicians and <clears throat> everybody that you know, I know. You, you're gonna have to weed through the good and the bad yeah on those type of posts mm-hmm. uh the next one is your partner doesn't say thank you mm-hmm. i we always say thank you yeah for everything. For everything, yeah. Yeah. And, and I think, I mean, I, I think we've said it before in another episode, but yeah, I think that being grateful is just, is so, so important. Mm-hmm. Letting your partner know how, that you appreciate what they're doing. Yeah. Well, and I think that that, I mean, it goes back to even the, the, the question you asked on Facebook and stuff about mm-hmm. What are you thankful for? I mean, being grateful, being thankful, thanking your partner. I mean, that's that's something like we said at the beginning should be happening all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not it's not this, you know, infantile. Every time somebody puts forth a little bit of effort, you say thank you. But anytime there's something that your your partner is hopefully consistently doing to 
better your life or better your day or or pitch in or whatever it is it it's two words it doesn't and and I don't know if people are just so insincere that they're just not they don't recognize it or it's they're just not you know that thankful or or they don't really know how to express it that even just saying two little words like thank you or whatever is just admitting that you know defeat or you couldn't do it on your own or something yeah. i think people kind of look at it with these weird little connotations on it that when it's weird. it's literally just recognizing that somebody just did something for you and thanking them for it i mean it's yeah it's a super simple simple way to show gratitude and and not take your partner for granted by saying thank you yeah you say thanks after sex sometimes <laughs> well thank you're thankful. you <laughs> That's gratitude. It is. Hey, I mean, come on. Just saying, Seth. <laughs> it's okay. Thank me all day. <laughs> You're funny. Um, uh, the next one is you. Your partner, you or your partner, doesn't do their fair share. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, we we kind of hit on a little bit just with the the thank you stuff, but mm-hmm. if you're the one always carrying the load. It, that that's probably one of the quickest ways that if you're on if you're the one being taken for granted <laughs> <laughs> that you you recognize immediately uh-huh. that well I'm doing everything I'm doing the cooking I'm doing the cleaning I'm taking care of the kids because that was one of the things that you know that happened to me mm-hmm. in my last and I've talked on it here before that I was very well aware that I was doing way more than she was. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think she felt justified because when I had lost my job and I wasn't making much, it became this expectation that I would do everything. And it wasn't, you know, that she just didn't have to pitch in in any way, shape, or form. But then when I started to work again, it was, well, yeah, I know you got a job, but I'm making more and my job's more important. Mm-hmm. So you're still going to have to do everything you were doing while I do this. Um, because if you lose your job, we'll just be back to where we were. But if I lose mine, then we'll be completely broke, you know, or whatever. And and it was those statements and that attitude, whether they say it or their actions prove it, it is very demeaning, and it, it devalues any contribution that you're bringing to the table. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, I don't know if I've said it on here before mm. about being a stay-at-home dad, oh. how... That was the easiest thing I ever did in my entire life. I would much rather be a stay-at-home parent than ever have to go back to work again. Um, so I didn't complain about what I had to do, but it was definitely that the what everything that I did do just went overlooked, and it became kind of part of that expectation. I know we'll talk about that. Yeah, that's what I was gonna, again in a little bit. Uh-huh. But whenever if you're in that that boat where you're the one doing all the heavy lifting. It's it sticks out very quickly that it's a one sided relationship. It almost well, feels it sticks like. out very it sticks out definitely. But then and also it it makes you become the uh, scorekeeper. Yeah, and you start resenting. Yeah, and well, I did this, so you should do this, and. And even if you don't bring it up, you know, right away, later on, you're going to bring it up and it'll, it's probably going to cause a fight. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you just, you become that, I don't know, bitter person 
the <laughs> no put more oh do you want right? more yeah more <laughs> thank you um yeah you become uh, kind of bitter about about what your partner isn't doing yeah right <laughs> so pitch in mm-hmm. it should be I'm not saying that it that it has to be always 50 50 mm-hmm. but we've talked about those those simple things of of just seeing things that need to be done and taking care of it, not expecting the other one to always have to do that stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a true partnership. It is. Yeah. I know. It's well, and we've said it, we've said it before where you, if the bed isn't made and stuff like that, you're not going to be like, why didn't you make yeah. the bed? I don't spend five minutes tracking you down throughout the house to see why you didn't make the bed. You just, just make, make the, the bed. bed. <laughs> yeah. And it's the same thing with, you know, and a lot of that stuff just kind of flows with us, whether it's, you know, if I if I see you picking up, it kind of becomes contagious. Um, whether it's guilt-driven or, or not, it's just like, oh, well, y'all help pick up too. I, I'm not going to sit here and ignore what you're doing mm-hmm. and keep having fun or watching a movie or whatever it is while you're just doing the work. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know we've both been... Where we don't really, I don't think we, we say, hey, get in here and help or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But it's, I'll just kind of be like, hey, where are you? Where'd you go? Yeah. And you're like, I'm in the laundry room. And I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, I'm folding laundry. I'm like, oh, and I'll come in there and help you. Yeah. It's not that, I'm not sitting in the living room like, oh, shit, she's in there folding laundry. I don't want her to see me <laughs> sitting here because she's going to ask me to help fold. Yeah. And so it's not this fear of having to do menial, I don't want to say menial, but easy tasks. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it, it really is just a true partnership where you both pitch in equally or when you can or when it's necessary to get what needs to be done, done. Well, yeah, get it done and you're going to get it done quicker. Yeah, if too, you both do it, right. If you both participate in the, both of the tasks mm-hmm. <laughs> or all of the tasks. Yeah, don't don't be the guy that turns the TV up when your wife's vacuuming. Oh, my gosh. That's Jeez. completely inconsiderate. Yeah. Don't be the guy that lifts your feet up. So she can, she can sweep vacuum or vacuum underneath, underneath your feet. Yeah. <laughs> Get your lazy ass up and help. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Don't be like, oh, do you need the dustpan? Let me go get it and hand it to her and go yeah. sit back down. <laughs> get yeah. the dust and put it. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Pitch in. <laughs> and ladies, if your husband isn't doing it, bring it up. Yes. Don't bring it up in a naggy. Yeah, or in the middle way. of a fight. Yeah, but bring it up. But bring you, it up and say, "Hey, would most, you mind helping yeah. me with this?" Most guys, unfortunately, will be happier not pitching in and doing nothing. And if you don't bring it up, they do it guilt free mm-hmm. to the point where they, some of them, will assume, "Well, I thought you liked doing all that because you never asked me to help. I just thought you enjoyed cleaning." Oh gosh, yeah. You know that's asinine Uh but there's a lot of cavemen dudes out there that for whatever reason their brain doesn't function the way it should (laughs) and you have to i almost said smack them upside the head but i don't literally mean that but you have to bring it up yeah and ask hey do you not i mean and this this is gonna sound bad because it's kind of confrontational but i know your intent is do you not see me doing all of this work Uh while you are literally doing nothing Mm mm-hmm you know, or you're getting irritated at me because I'm trying to clean, and so you're trying to turn the TV up 
so you can drown out the cleaning? I mean, does that not give some kind of hint that you should help out a little bit? Well, and then the the wife will be sighing real loud, like, come on, you know, mm-hmm. not still not saying anything, yeah. still not saying help me out, but sighing or... Or doing some, like, sweeping harder or something, yeah, you know? right. <laughs> and it's okay to ask for help. Mm-hmm. It really is. And sometimes you do have to spell it out completely. Yeah. For them. Yeah. Hey, while I'm doing this, could you, would you mind going in here and doing that? Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Could you get that done while I'm in here? Oh, hey, I just, I just finished cleaning the, the master bathroom, but I know the guest bathroom needs to be wiped down. Could you do that while I make the bed? Mm-hmm. You know? And... Most guys, even the ones that don't want to help, will be like, oh, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. But you can't do what, what you said you did, you. where you complain about how they do how it. they did it, yeah. Um, so if you're the guy, do it correctly. Just do it right. <laughs> yeah, clean it. Don't just go in there and spray a can of Febreze around and wipe down the back of the toilet. You know, you got to get on your hands and knees and clean that sucker. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Uh-huh. Um, well, I guess I'm just bad at yeah. it. Uh-huh. And, and trying to get out of doing it in the future, but yeah, I mean, bring it up if they're not doing it. If if you know if you're just sitting there letting that stuff happen all the time, step up and help out. Yes. The next one is they don't ask about your day. Yeah, I mean, this a lot of that just kind of goes around to the the communication stuff. I mean, that was one of the things that I quit doing with my ex because I think it was. She lost interest in my day, and I just lost interest in her, and we just kind of lost interest in what each other was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it was a sign of, of deeper things. I'm not saying that just because that alone is happening means there's a deeper issue, but um, I think usually there's other things at play when that happens. Well, and plus she thought, she didn't think that you um, were worthy of, well, like how you said in the... Um, with the advice stuff? With the advice stuff, yeah. So... She was probably, she probably didn't even care to tell you about her day because she's like, mm-hmm. well, he doesn't know anyway. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, you're, that's one of the things that you should say when you haven't seen your spouse or your partner for mm-hmm. a while or you get on the phone or how's your day going? How's mm-hmm. everything? How, how was everything? I mean, that's one of the things that, you know, that you, even when you go on travel with me, if mm-hmm. I have to go do something, when I get done, it's usually one of the first things you ask. Yeah. How did how did that go? Yeah, I mean, and, and it, it's not just a a routine response mm-hmm. or question. It's you you know legitimate concern or, or curiosity as to what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so don't ask just to get a check in the box that you're asking. <laughs> I mean, you, it has to be a sincere question. Yeah, um, it's not well, none none not of like... this is going through the motions. It's it's really. Who you are, and if you are sitting there saying or thinking, "Well, I'm not wired that way," well, that's not a good excuse. That you need to rewire yourself. Then mm-hmm. figure out what you need to do to maintain a level of attentiveness and you know curiosity about your partner and connection and communication and all kinds of adjectives you can throw in there. But if you're just, "Oh, well, that's just not me," or, or "Oh, my partner's just not like that," well. That's that's a that's a real shitty excuse to have. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're going to accept that excuse, you're slowly working your way to being a doormat. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to give that excuse, you know you're, you're a piece of crap. <laughs> you need to you need to don't, don't let that type of stuff fly. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
you should want to hear about your partner's day. Mm-hmm. And and then, you know, I mean, it goes both ways. You t- They tell you about their day, and then mm-hmm. you tell them about your day. And, I mean, it, it can, you know, you can have some good conversation yeah. from it. Um, the next one is... Oh, they don't do special occasions. We kind of touched on a little bit like with um, with the anniversary stuff for the special occasions. Um, but what? Oh, when I talked about our anniversary? Yeah, our anniversary. When we were talking about the date night stuff? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. special occasions is... Um, and and I, I, I get confused with this a lot of times because I've heard women or men... I've heard a man tell me about his wife or a woman tell me about herself. I don't care about Valentine's Day mm-hmm. or, you know, our anniversary is not that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. And I, I, the first thing that goes through my mind is, really? Or, or, is that really true? I mean, is there, do you both equally just have complete apathy and no care about your own anniversary of, mm-hmm. you know, presumably what should have been the happiest day of your lives together, you really just don't care about yeah. in any way, shape, or form. I could not now, I'm not saying you have to get her diamonds and roses every time and she has to, you know, do whatever, but you guys just ignore it and don't want to sell I just have a hard time believing that that is a mutual decision. Mm-hmm. Um, now, mm-hmm. I know that most couples go through a phase where it's like, hey, anniversary's coming up. It's, you know, year six or seven. It's not like a milestone um, why don't we save the money and just, just go out to dinner and not do presents or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I, I get that, that do you aspect get it, of it. Or do you think that you still need to buy something? Well, and I'm the type of guy that would <laughs> that be would like, still be... okay, yeah, we don't have to do anything, but would still buy you something. Yeah. Because it's, I mean, and that's one of the things I've, I've told Seth, uh-huh. that if you ever hit a point where your girlfriend or whoever tells you, you don't have to get me anything for Valentine's Day. Do not listen to that. Mm-hmm. You still need to at she's least get still, him some flowers. She's going to be disappointed. Yeah. If you don't. And honestly. You, so you don't think there's any girl out there that's like, no, I really truly mean it. Don't get me anything. We've done that. We've, we, what was it for? There was something where I still got you something and you were like, I didn't think we were going to do anything, wasn't really? there? Really? No. I'm pretty sure I, I pretty sure I went above and beyond for something. Oh, whatever. No. Maybe no, I maybe it was like you got me more presents than than what I yeah, got you, yeah. and yeah. and I felt I ended up feeling well, bad. You don't have to worry about that this year because we're not going to get each other anything for Christmas. <laughs> uh-uh. Too bad I already got you stuff. Okay. Well, now you're forcing me to get you stuff, and that's uh, not fair either. Well, you don't have to get me anything then. <laughs> See, I do because you're lying. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I think that, um, you know, I, I, I've, I've had women say that stuff. I mean, I had one of the guys I worked with that was like, oh, my, you know, I think I told the story in here before. Yeah. My wife doesn't like getting flowers at work. Mm-hmm. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> you, no way. There's no way. You know, unless she's allergic to flowers, uh-huh. yeah. there's no reason any woman wouldn't want some kind of show of affection from their part. Unless she's embarrassed of you. I guess I'd give you that. Gee. That out. Yeah. Well, I'm not saying him. I'm just saying in general. <laughs> well, I don't want anybody to know I'm with you. Don't send anything with your name on it to me. <laughs> <That's messed up. laughs> 
but I, I think that, you know, the special occasion stuff, when, when that starts to drop off, when you're, you're putting, you know, we talked about the date night, but when you're putting no thought process or effort into anniversaries and gift giving areas or um, milestone events or things like that, I mean, it's, that's that, important. That, that's once again just a sign of, of of just complete lack of consideration. Yeah. You know, and yeah. and I think sometimes the partner that's left out in the cold starts to almost kind of empathize with it, and that's where you get the well. Yeah, it's just another day. Mm-hmm. It's not that big of a deal. Um, or then you get the the idiot people that are like, I don't have to show my partner I care about them on Valentine's Day. What about the other three hundred sixty four days of the year? Well, you don't do that either. Yeah. So shut up. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh huh. Um. So the next one is they they don't ask for your opinion. An opinion is different than advice. Yeah, it is. I. Th- what were you gonna say? Well, I I don't know. I was because I I think you kind of had to, um, explain that a little bit better to me. About the opinion and advice. Well, I mean, and- advice, you know, when, when we go back to what we talked about with advice, I, I, I look at it. I'm not saying this is the way everybody should, but I look at advice based on a decision that you need to make that's going to affect something else or someone else or, you know, like I said, career-wise or things like that. But I think opinion is more surface stuff that is a more casual way of showing respect for your partner. And, you know, you and I built our house. Mm-hmm. And it would have been based on, you know, I was working from home. You were at an actual office. And so I would have to go and either put in orders for stuff or pick up stuff or come out to the house and meet with the builder to go over things. And luckily, I know exactly what you like. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't that I didn't ask your opinion because I knew what your opinion would be because... I'm not a <laughs> Neanderthal that doesn't know. Why weren't you asking for my opinion? No, I'm just kidding. Should have I asked for your opinion and permission on everything? <laughs> no, because we, yeah, we have the same. <laughs> we have the same. Well, I opinion. knew you, and I knew what I you would like, and I, and you and I looked at stuff. But if if you're if you're with that person that just doesn't value your opinion on anything, and and even to go to, you know, color schemes in your house and. You say, oh, hey, just to let you know, um, I picked out the paint color for the house and we're getting, you know, brown or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you didn't even ask your partner's opinion. And I think that there's another piece of that that don't ask your, don't ask your partner's opinion if you're not going to listen and value their opinion either. Mm-hmm. And once again, it kind of goes back to that check in the box. You're just saying, well, I always ask for your opinion. But if you continually do what you want every single time, you're not really asking for their opinion. Mm-hmm. You're giving them an opportunity to agree with you. Mm-hmm. And that's completely different. Yeah, I know. Even if, or, and if they disagree, then it's, it's no use anyway. Mm-hmm. And I think some of it takes conversations. I mean, when we first bought our first house in Colorado, mm-hmm. you had an idea for colors. Mm-hmm. That I was like, I just don't know if that would work. And you were like, it will. You've got to trust me. Just trust me. It will work. Mm-hmm. And I was, and I wasn't the guy that was like, oh, I just don't care. Do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Because it was going to affect the, and I, I may have been a little more, you know, I don't want to say, I don't like using the word lenient, but I probably would have, wouldn't have cared as much if it had been a bedroom. 
mm-hmm. but we were talking the area we knew all of our company would hang out in and see. And I was like, you know what? I, I do trust you. You you get it, and, and let's see. And it looked great. Mm-hmm. And so I think, <clears throat> but you didn't decide to do that and then say, hey, I, did I just this. did all this. Yeah. And so even though I wasn't sure about it or even initially disagreed with it, it was still a win because we talked about it. We had the conversation. Mm-hmm. I trusted you to make that decision and move forward with it, and it turned out great. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think some people either have issues with the trusting piece or just the asking piece because they really just don't value or care what their partner's opinion is on anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're giving some very simple, non-life-threatening type of examples, but you know, if you're talking about vaccinating your kids or oh, you know how to you know even raise your kids, whether it's you know religious-wise or are you going to spank or are you not going to spank or what your viewpoints are on things, those are probably a little different than opinions, but. Those are things that you you have to have conversations about. Um, And sometimes it's a tough, long conversation. And sometimes it doesn't get resolved in one conversation. You have to have multiple conversations. But you you still have to try to find some kind of resolution to where, not that everybody's happy. It's not everything's going to end in a Mm win-win. But at least it has to end in some level of understanding. Mm -hmm. Um, And and a lot of that is trusting your partner that they're not going to, make a bad decision and you, you know, extending that olive branch to your partner to listen to and really value their input and their opinion on whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's, that's definitely, uh, whether it's advice or opinion, it's definitely a two way street. But I think, um, you know, when you look at this, it, it's just a necessity to have that, that level of, it's not, I mean, I say communication, but it, it that should be easy. Hey, what do you think about this? You know. Hey, how do you feel about that? I mean, I, once again, I don't see what's so hard about it. it but apparently simple. people, it's not as simple for a lot of people. I know. The next one is the routine is expected. And I think that you kind of touched on this a little bit where um, with your ex, she expected you to to clean the house and and do those things. And that's, and I think that people, that that's, that really is where you take your partner for granted is when you expect these little things out of them, like, you know, doing dinner or make, making dinner mm-hmm. and, um, cleaning the house, stuff like that. You really, it just becomes so routine that you expect them to do it. Yeah. And... And then when they don't, you're disappointed, uh-huh. and it can lead to an argument. Mm-hmm. When it's one of those things where you need to understand and realize that they don't have to do those things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I think you have lots of examples. It's you know, um, you know, we talked about the making the bed. You talked about the dinner stuff and mm-hmm. and making dinner and. But it's it's one of those things that, much like the chores and the housework and things like that that we talked about, when it's not happening or you're the only one doing it, you realize it. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's the flip side of this is if your partner's always doing it, they may be feeling like they're being taken for granted because they're always doing everything and you're not. Mm-hmm. But then when they stop doing it, you realize that they aren't doing what you expected them to do. Yeah. So it it really just needs to be that continual level of of, um, I guess I'll say recognition, but, but I don't mean like reward really, but 
at least you recognize that your partner is consistently doing these things for you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, making making dinner is is a big deal. You know, always, and and that's where it, you should say thank you. Mm-hmm. You know, it goes yeah. back to that. Yes. You know, it, it should be. Yeah, because even if you, even if your partner is, you know, consistently doing these things for you, mm-hmm. saying thank you does make it a lot better and you don't feel unappreciated. Right. Well, and I think that this, this is a very easy one for a lot of people to fall into. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know even myself, whenever, when I was traveling more without you, mm-hmm. And I, I think I kind of joked about it a lot. And I think we, well, I guess I haven't really, you've gone with me so much, I guess I haven't really joked about it. But one of my expectations was that the house would be clean when I came home. Mm-hmm. Because I didn't want to come home to a dirty house. And it sounds very chauvinistic to a point when you have that expectation. But it was one of those things that I knew when you were gone, whether it was you flew back to Denver or when you had to take your trip to Nebraska or things like that, mm-hmm. that I was going to make sure the house was spotless when you got back. Mm-hmm. And so I don't, I don't know if that's the same thing, but it was one of those things where I knew you, you had done it all these other times. And then when your schedule was hectic or crazy and you didn't get a chance, it was kind of like, you know, I was disappointed. Like, well, what the hell? Why in the house clean? You mean... I got to come home and and do laundry, (laughs) you know, (laughs) or whatever. So it's one of those things that I think is very easy for anybody to fall into Mm -hmm. the, the expectation that, that, that routine Mm -hmm. becomes an expectation and and it doesn't necessarily have to be a daily routine. It can be event driven routine. Um, you know, and I, I know couples that, that if they aren't having consistent sex with one another, when they go out on date night, the husband expects sex on date oh, night. Oh, I know. That's true. And if it if that expectation isn't met, then it's a problem. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't I don't think it's fair to be like, well, your your wife agreeing to have sex with you on date night, you should be that's a privilege for you because that's I don't see it that way. Mm-hmm. But that's I think that's an example that some people can relate to. Mm-hmm. Of well, anytime we go on date night, we're going to have sex. Well, no, no, not necessarily. You know, that's that's. That involves somebody else agreeing to do something that they may not want to do. Yeah. And if you suck at putting any thought process into date night, <laughs> she may, may not want to have sex with you anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so refer back to that one. I know. Well, and I mentioned um, when we were getting ready for it about the um, theater <laughs> and South Park. There's this episode of South Park where the guys Broadway take, Broadway. take their uh, wives to the Broadway shows and in the Broadway shows, it tells them subliminally, yeah, that you need to have sex with your husband well, was, or no, oh, blowjobs, blow yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, and so, yeah, just so Randy creates his own Broadway show to ensure that he gets <laughs> unlimited blowjobs. <laughs> so, you know, as, as as far as South Park is concerned. You're gonna go to a Broadway show. You're yeah. gonna get a blowjob. Take, take your wife to a Broadway <laughs> show or off Broadway show. Even. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I, but I, I think the expectation stuff is is just. It, I think it's a slippery slope for anybody. So you need to just continually have a a a mindset of 
recognition that your your partner is doing things for you that mm-hmm. they don't have to do, and you shouldn't expect them to do it. And that's where the the simple thank yous just come in and 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 show that that gratification for even the simple everyday things that you may expect. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and that's one of the things that. That even when I when I if I do take a trip and I've got one coming up here in a day or so where I've got to come back, you know I'll just go do it overnight and come back. But when I come back and you've got I come in and the house is smelling good and you've got it clean, you got the candles lit, mm-hmm. and I always oh hey thanks for cleaning the house yeah you and do. it's it's uh-huh. it's not it's not so much an an as it is an expectation as it is understanding and realizing that you put in the effort to. Whether I think it's an expectation or not, or you're doing it to meet my expectation, I still understand and recognize what you did and what uh-huh. you went through to get that stuff done. Well, and for me, doing that for you, I feel, because I know how it is when we come home from vacation or a trip or whatever, how, how nice it feels to come home to a nice, clean house. Mm-hmm. And of course, it's gonna be. I'm gonna be like, well, I want you to come home to a nice, clean house mm-hmm. too. I don't want to for it to be all gross, and I want you to come home to some yummy food too. And yeah, because like you'll you'll make you'll make some special some, some snackies or something for me when I get home. Yeah, because you'll know that I didn't. And, and once again, that's just really understanding what your partner's going through, mm-hmm. because you'll know that I've had you know. Seven hours worth of flights yeah. where all the only thing I had to eat was pretzels or can't even have peanuts now because all the pussies on the airplanes are, are allergic to them. <laughs> so, and I don't like pretzels, so I yeah. usually don't eat anything. Yeah, those pretzels, they, I mean, of course, they, they get you all thirsty. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then if you, well, um, like our last flight, I fell asleep and then they offered me pretzels and because I missed the drink option. <laughs> and I, I was like, I, I'm not I, gonna get pretzels. I could do an entire episode on airlines, I should get a discount. For not having a peanut allergy. I should get a discount because I don't have a fat ass that's taking up two seats. I should get a discount because I didn't bring a screaming kid on the plane. I should be flying for free most of the time because I'm not inconveniencing anybody on that flight. Well, at least I'm flying for free. Well, yeah, you do fly for free when you go with me. (laughs) I guess it makes up for that. (laughs) You're funny. Um, So the next one, and I think we've um, touched on this quite a bit through all of these, but your partner doesn't consider your feelings. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that that's really kind of how all of that ties mm-hmm. in. I mean, a lot of it is just a complete lack of consideration mm-hmm. for how you feel about how you're spending your time, how you feel about, um, you know, doing chores around the house, how you feel about, um, you know, making plans or not being included in those plans or everything that we've talked about. I think that, just showing that there's a complete lack of consideration from one side to the other is, is probably ultimately what drives everything else we've talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's where you, you, you have to, you know, I, I, I just said it on the last one, but you have to recognize what your partner's contributing mm-hmm. and what they're doing. And if they aren't doing anything and they finally do something, you know, do you want to reward that good behavior? <laughs> Or are you going to ignore it? Um, you know, I think that the sometimes, depending on how your partner is and what they do, that, that level of, of positive reinforcement 
goes a long way. Mm-hmm. I mean, if if I'm going to put forth the effort to, um, I, I mean, and, and even simple things like one of the things I, I did today was I cleaned the pool. Mm-hmm. Got the pool cleaned today because um, it's you know it's been a winterized, but it was kind of getting dirty mm-hmm. and we've been on the road a lot and I needed to clean it out. Every time I clean the pool, when you and I get in either the hot tub or whatever it is, you always say something about how, wow, the pool looks really clean. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's just observation or it's a pat on my back or whatever it is, that acknowledgement of what I did and the pat on the back for doing it, I'm not saying it drives me to continue to do it, but it's nice. it goes noticed that, oh, well, cool. I didn't do this for just me, mm-hmm. or I didn't do it for, for nothing, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and your your friends and stuff that come over and interact in your in your household and, and things like that. I mean, one of the things that gets said to us is, is your house always that clean? Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, A, yes, because we don't have any small children tearing <laughs> it up, but they don't really understand what goes into keeping a clean house or mm-hmm. keeping our house clean. I don't want to say that they don't know how to clean a house. But yeah. They don't understand what we have to go through. They just see the end result. Mm-hmm. But you and I and, and whoever's listening or watching, you and your partner know what goes into it, or you should. Mm-hmm. If you don't know what your partner goes through to do that stuff, you're, you're completely disconnected and you need to reconnect. But you and I know what it takes to do this stuff. And so... We're very appreciative of each other's contribution, mm-hmm. and and that goes really back to um, being considerate of of what we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and I think that like because we're a team, mm-hmm. and we know that <clears throat> that we'll like I said before, <laughs> if we both work together, and if you work with. An awesome, two awesome people. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and going back to what I did today, when I cleaned the pool, what were you doing? I was cleaning the house. Yeah, you were cleaning the house. You started laundry. Mm-hmm. You put the groceries away. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, I wasn't outside avoiding cleaning the house. Yeah. I wasn't outside avoiding you. And we know people that do that. Oh, I know. Well, I'm going to go do the, the yard work yeah. and take eight <laughs> hours to do it just so I can avoid my wife. Uh-huh. Um, and and that's you know it's it's not like I go out there and do that for you know and clean the pool and wrap up the hose and put all the stuff up that needs to be put up and and drain the filters and backwash the system and all that stuff. It takes time to do that. And I don't come back in to find you sitting here painting your nails. Yeah. You know you're you're doing what you saw needed to be done inside mm-hmm. while I was doing what I saw needed to be done outside. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we are very yeah, considerate. But, and I think that that's where <clears throat> the team piece goes. Mm-hmm. And, and you, you you have to function as a team. You know, I use the term true partnership, and that's that's what it is. So It is. Mm-hmm. So this last piece that we wanted to talk about is a little bit more of some of the things that you you should do with each other on a daily basis to... I guess not prevent, take, yeah, yeah, prevent, not take each yeah. other for granted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to to show your appreciation and attention and attentiveness and things like that. I mean, to avoid everything else, probably the nine or ten things we just talked about. To avoid a lot of that, you know, we kind of came up with just three three things that we think are simple things. Yeah, that no matter your schedule, no matter how hectic it is, no matter how many kids you have, no matter 
what you do, these three things should be pretty simple to implement every day Yes. to ensure you avoid all of those other things that we just talked about. Mm-hmm. So the first one is to consistently greet each other in a positive way. And I think when we first talked about this, I was like, wait, dude, what are you talking what? about? What are you talking yeah. about? <laughs> but when I started to think back to how, not necessarily how you and I do it, but how I see other people do it very poorly. Mm. And and if you're listening, what I what I would suggest you do is think about if you're at work and your partner walks through the door unexpectedly. Mm-hmm. Are you going to light up like a candle and smile from ear to ear and if you're able to run over and give him or her a hug or a kiss or are you going to put your phone on your shoulder, hold your finger up, tell them to wait a minute? And then ask, what are you doing here? Yeah. Um, I understand people are busy, mm-hmm. but how do you, do you get excited when you see your partner unexpectedly? I guess unexpectedly? that's a good way to look at it. Because, I mean, I looked at it, this whole thing, as the way I feel about you and right. how excited we get to see each other. And just even coming back from going to Target, you know, like, hey... And the way we greet each other every time mm-hmm. is just, it's so consistent, and I just get so excited to see you all the time and when you do me. It's always positive. Yeah, always. It's always, I mean, I remember you bring it up quite a bit, and I don't think you've ever talked about it on here, but you loved or love whenever, if I go on a trip, if I take off early and you're coming to see me. Mm-hmm. The anticipation of coming to see me is different than me coming back because yeah. you're coming to join me. Uh-huh. Um, but I mean, anytime I, I, I went into your work or walked in to see you or just swung by, you know, you were always excited or happy. And, and I've, I've seen other, other either women or girls you've worked with or people that were in other relationships when their partner would come in, it was almost like an inconvenience. Yeah. And they, like, what, uh, do you, what are you doing here? Yeah. I'm, I'm at busy. work right now. Uh-huh. I'm busy. What do you want? Yeah. And it's like, God, what a bitch. Know. You know, he he took some kind of effort out of his day. And the gesture is he was thinking of you. Yeah. He was thinking of you to the point that he said, you know what? I'm passing by there. Because there's plenty of people that drive past their partner's work every day and never stop. Mm-hmm. And so if you have a partner that is considerate enough to stop and say hi or stop and try to surprise you for lunch or stop and pick you up from work or, or some unexpected just interaction comes up and you feel inconvenienced and irritated, you, you are one miserable person mm-hmm. um, because that, that's awful. That, that's absolutely awful. But I think that... You're miserable and... <laughs> probably making your partner miserable too. Yeah, making your partner miserable and you're probably not with the right person that you want to see all the time and you want... And know that makes you happy. Or you need some major self-improvement Yeah. on yourself because yes. it doesn't matter who you're with. You're still getting that's, miserable. That's very true because it doesn't matter who you're with. It's, it's up to you, really. We're almost finishing the bottle. Yeah, We're nobody, finishing the bottle of wine. If you're just wine. listening, nobody's going to the bathroom. <laughs> that's the last of the, of the wine pouring in. There it goes. Told you. We knew we'd finish. Empty bottle. And you know it's a fancy bottle when it doesn't have a cork or a screw top. <laughs> right. That's, that's how inexpensive this, this most wine delicious is. wine on the planet is. 
St. James better send us some free cases, some shit for... For this episode? For hyping them up so much. I know. <laughs> if you go get a bottle, you will not be disappointed. That's <laughs> good. Yeah. Um, what are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Greeting each other. We in have a another bottle. Way. We do. Oh, no, but that's the one that we... That's our wedding wine. Yeah, I know. Yeah, we can't open that one. Okay. <laughs> So, yeah, we, we went over um, greeting each other in a positive right. way. The next one is to understand how your partner expresses their gratitude. Yeah, I, I think that it, instead of saying, always say thank you mm-hmm. or... Yeah, because I think that's kind of like, that's kind of dumb to me. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, I appreciate you. Right. You know, it, it's one of those things even when I teach... Um, for my company, mm-hmm. and I talk about apologizing. It's, it's one of those things where people just have personal preferences of what they say and how they say it. Mm-hmm. But you know, when I when I think of us, you and, and I've I've never done it. I know we've joked about doing it, but I don't know how many times a day we say to each other, "I love you." Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes we say it back, back to, to back. back. <laughs> Like, you'll be sitting there doing your makeup, and I'll, I'll say, I love you. And you'll be like, I love you, too. And then I'll turn around, and I'll, I'll look at you again. I'll be I love you. And like, I love you. Um, but we don't, we don't get irritated. Yeah, we don't get irritated with each other. But we say I love you. But we, we probably say it, I mean, hundreds of times a day. A day, yes. Um, and I, I don't mean in, in, in hanging up the phone or in salutation. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really just interacting with one another, doing some, But one of the things that I... I don't say, no, I, I, if I see something, I'll be specific. Like, oh, hey, thanks for doing this. Mm-hmm. But my overall gratitude, what I typically do is if, if something hits me or I start, if I see something or I start to think about something, I'll, I'll think about what you've done or, or something. And then I'll get a smile on my face and I'll just say, I love you. Yeah, and I do the same exact thing yeah. to you. Uh-huh. And we know that not not just does I love you mean I love you, but it, it means thank you for everything you do or mm-hmm. I appreciate this or that sure was hot last night or wh- <laughs> yeah. whatever it is, uh-huh. it can mean all kinds of stuff. So part of it is, like you said, recognizing how your partner expresses their gratitude Mm -hmm. um because it you know maybe it's a a pat on the butt Mm -hmm. or you know or an arm around you or holding your hand while you're watching netflix Mm -hmm. or kissing your forehead yeah kissing their forehead or 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 anything like that i think that people express that gratitude differently Mm -hmm. and i think that people that express it in simplified manners like that hopefully have a partner that understands that because mm-hmm. sometimes that can be misconstrued because it can be you know you can get the well you you never tell me you know you never tell me thank you mm-hmm. and the partner's like well yeah i do i appreciate everything you do mm-hmm. and but the They're complainer saying is it. saying you have never verbally told me thank you for this mm-hmm. and the partner's like trying to remember back and like nothing went unnoticed and mm-hmm. And but the way they express it may not be those exact words. It's different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so you need to understand how they express gratitude. But on the flip side, you need to understand how your your partner wants you to express mm-hmm. <clears throat> that gratitude. But I think once again, if you and this isn't a cop out to be like, I may not ever just because I never tell you I love you means I doesn't mean I don't. Well, no. 
that doesn't fly for this. But, <laughs> you know, you, you need to at least be aware of somehow how you express that gratitude. Yeah. And then the partner... Saying you know, thank you in a in different way. way. Uh-huh. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, the last one is you ask your partner involved questions that will prompt conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that when we were talking about it, it was kind of like... We were like trying to come up with a, a way to... How do you phrase that? Put that, yeah. Because yeah. Um, initially, like, you need to ask, you know, ask your partner a question. Well, th- that, that's a, that could be a bad idea because if, if you're asking... You know, are you going to pick up the kids? Yeah, are you picking up the kids tonight? That, that's uh-huh. not the question we mean. Or, or uh, is dinner ready yet? Yeah, <laughs> you know, no, that's not. Th- that's not what we mean. But one of the things behind it is just to ask questions that's going to promote that conversation. Whether mm-hmm. it is, hey, how was your day today? Or I know we're it's Thursday. The weekend's coming up. What do you think we should do this weekend? Mm-hmm. Um, because as much as we talk about it, and as much as everybody beats the the dead horse of communication is key, it still ends up being one of the biggest dissatisfiers that somebody in the relationship has. Mm -hmm. And asking an open-ended, thought-provoking type of question, whether it's something you guys will plan together, whether it's something that, you know, their best interest is in mind behind the question, whatever it is, and you can think of a hundred examples the intent is to promote a conversation and an open dialogue of some sort of communication with your partner on something involving them or you two together. Mm-hmm. Um, not a chore, not the kids, not yeah. those type of, of inconveniences that we may deal with that prevent us from focusing on our relationship. But And it doesn't have to be a relationship question. Aww. like. Are we going to have sex this weekend? Oh, <laughs> yeah, know, that's another that's one. That's not it Don't either. Don't do that. Um, unless, unless you, know, it's you like guys hot. communicate that way. Yeah. I do that. No, you don't say we're well, going yeah, to have sex this weekend. Well, yeah, I don't say it that way. Yeah. It's oh. not like a, a, a plea or request or no, anything. No, you don't need to <laughs> plea no. or request that in this household. <laughs> but, yeah, don't. But, yeah, ask ask the questions. Mm-hmm. Ask I mean, because, like you said, communication, you, it's it's a big deal, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> and having being able to talk to your to your partner about anything, it's gonna help your relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so have that have that lead in, um, mm-hmm. and like I said. It, I mentioned open-ended, you know, it shouldn't be a yes or no question. It shouldn't be, you know, a true or false question. It should be open-ended where it's going to promote a longer, it's going to require a longer answer and it's going to promote a conversation. So, you know, I'm not saying you would say explain this, but, you know, ask something that's going to lead into the development of some type of conversation, not just a quick, yeah, that's great. Or Mm -hmm. no, I don't feel like it. Um, because that's what's going to get you guys talking. That's when it's going to get you guys communicating openly um, and, and really kind of be the the anchor of how those conversations can develop to talk about, uh, you know, each other and your relationship and your time spent with one another and what the other one enjoys and what you enjoy and, and how you guys can spend that time together. So I think that that's very, very key um, in having know, that communication. I, I think that, like, for for this for this right here, 
for us, I kind of thought like, well, it kind of sounds, I don't know, like simple and easy and like, well, we always ask each other questions and Mm -hmm. stuff. Or what questions do we ask each other, you know? But we, I mean, that's why we have a podcast because we... (laughs) We ask questions to each other mm-hmm. that lead to these deeper conversations, conversations yeah. like this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we we've said it on the on the first episode and a few episodes after that that we decided to do this just based on our own conversations we were having with one another, um, and all those were prompted by questions. Oh my! And it could have been something catty. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Did you see what so and so posted about their relationship on Facebook? Yeah. That's a pretty thought-provoking <laughs> lead-in to a conversation. Yeah. It, either it's going to be, no, what did they post? And, oh, my gosh, look at this. Or, yes, I couldn't believe it. Oh, yeah. And then it, you know, whatever it was. <laughs> and so the, that was that is a great example of mm-hmm. of the question. Um, you know, and, and I know we've tied it into one of our earlier episodes quite a bit, but a lot of this really just kind of goes back to the compatibility mm-hmm. and what you have in common and, and things like that, that that makes these relationships easier. And, and you and I have talked about it, you know, off the podcast and things like that of, you know, there's plenty of couples out there that, that missed that window. They didn't, they didn't pick the right partner. They didn't pick the compatible partner. They've, they've gotten themselves in something that they're trying to work through or push through or force or power through or whatever you want to say it. Um, and that takes a different level of commitment and effort to make that type of relationship as successful as possible. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you are not married, that's one of your biggest things you need to consider is making sure that you're marrying someone that is compatible with you. Yeah, big time. That that is already complimenting you. And I've, I've said this in other episodes that it's not going to get any better once you get married. Mm. The The best person has been exposed through the dating and the courtship. It's not going to get any better. They're not going to get nicer. They're not going to get more attentive. They're not going to, you know, get more involved with what you do. They're not going to change their likes to be like you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've missed that window. Well, and that's not to say that, because a lot of people think, well, it, it gets worse. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, marriage. Right. You know, it's going to be... I think I, I saw something tonight that said, well, the, you know, good luck and, you know, once you get married because she's not going to cook for you anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and that's not true. That's not, yeah, that's not the case. Mm-hmm. But you have to want to do it for, right. do those things continually yeah. throughout your relationship. And that's what's Well, and I think a lot of that goes back to the, when we've talked about before about don't, don't fake it. Don't act like you're doing things just to please somebody while you're dating them or seeing them. Mm-hmm. Be you. And mm-hmm. unless the you is a complete intolerable bitch, then you need to work on yourself and change that. Mm-hmm. But don't start setting these expectations that aren't going to continually be met. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so. Yeah. I think that's. Yep. It sums it well, all the up. Well, the wine's gone, so I'm done talking. Oh, yeah, I have. Yeah. I have I have a couple sips left, but I think I'm good um, for this episode. Uh, once again, as always, thank you, thank you all for listening, and have a happy Thanksgiving. Yes, have a, a very happy Thanksgiving. Hope you guys enjoy your time with your family, and um, and don't take your partner for granted, and 
and tell them thank you throughout the year, not just during this time of year. Mm-hmm. Be thankful for all those small little things that your partner does do for you. Um, but as always, um, follow us on Instagram, like us on Facebook, um, subscribe to our SoundCloud, YouTube, mm-hmm. and Google Play channels, and we will talk to you next week. Thanks.